It's Storm and Kieran bringing you the netballing moments that matter. This is Centre Pass in focus on SENZ. Just gone past 8 o'clock here. Welcome in. You are listening to SENZ. It is Centre Pass in focus. Myself, Kieran Bingham, and the wonderful Storm Purvis. Uh, before we rip in, Storm, I know you've had a massive weekend, and I just wanted to put it out there. I know uh, week one of Centre Pass, we said we would be biased, but before we rip into it, your stars scored 140 goals over two games. So My gosh, I hadn't I done the mathematics. Are, before I ask how you are, I think I can have a educated statistical guess of how you're doing. I'm feeling great. But Kez, it's early days. It is. It's, it's really early days. The stars have a habit of doing this, coming out of the blocks really fast. So I just don't, I don't want to jinx it just yet. And your mystics, I mean, they did okay too, didn't they? Oh, you they know, did all right. two from two, how yeah. bad can you be? Nine goal win over, you know, the team that was picked to be the team to beat. On so. favourite, on favourite, the uh, on yeah. paper the favourites. Yeah. But no, we'll uh, we'll rip into all of that, uh, plus more here on Centre Pass. Uh, we're going to head down to the coach's corner and catch up with Yvette McCausland-Jury, the head coach of the current reigning champions, the Central Pulse, who had a great win over the weekend as well. And then we're going to talk to... One of your 140 goal contributors uh, in the assist realm this week, Mila Riulu Buchanan, who is a Stars mid-quarter. We've got all that plus more coming up. If you do wish to get involved, 8833 is the text machine, or even give us a shout, 0800 150 But Storm, I alluded it to, a, to it before, Stars, uh, double, double action this weekend, Saturday and Monday. thought we would start it. Uh, on Saturday when they took on the Magic and it was a convincing win, 66-47. What did you make of it? Well, you can't be too upset with a 19-goal win, can you? Um, Unless you're the Magic, obviously. Uh, Look, I felt a little bit sorry for the Magic, to be honest, because... You could see that, you know, in Amelia Anikanasi, her captain's sort of interview at the end of the match, that they just seem out of sorts. And she alluded to some behind closed doors franchise issues and made little comments here and there, suggesting maybe they weren't getting the right coaching feedback. And I was just thinking, whoa, this is a like a dumpster fire mm. of um, stuff to unpack here. So I'm really hoping that they can sort of get on top of whatever's going on uh, at trainings, whatever's happening behind the scenes, and come back stronger because on paper they do have a pretty good team um, and you know it's not good to see the likes of Amelia and Ignacio not really firing in a World Cup here like I said earlier it's early days so I don't want to dwell on it too much so instead let's flip that look at the positives Gina Crampton 37 goal assists in an MVP again. performance like that's huge um, for the stars and I loved seeing Holly Fowler get the start in at goal defence alongside Ali Timu that's an exciting combo to watch. Man, oh man, so much fun. They look like they're having a great time out there. And they're actually, they used to play together at Mags at Mount Albert Grammar. You're shaking your head. Is it? Yes, Storm, I knew that. No, I was just <laughs> going to say that was the one thing that I was really looking forward to bringing up with you because I said when we previewed the Stars yes. season, I said I was a little bit worried about uh, the defensive circle with Ellie Timu notoriously being a hunter, yep. I call her, uh, going out and chasing the ball. But 
on Saturday she did that. She you did. know, she still got out and it was and it was Holly Fowler who for me was really impressive. She seemed just to get into the spaces where no one expected her to be. Totally. Which was exactly the right direction uh, and distraction, in fact, for Ellie Timmer as well. So you happy with that defensive circle after I, Saturday? I need to eat my words a little bit because I think you might have me on record saying I don't love Holly Fowler at goal defence. And against some teams, I'm not going to love her at goal defence. I think the tall shooters, it's not going to work. She doesn't have the back backing up skill that circle defenders need when they're coming up against tall shooters but against a moving circle like the magic mwah, chef's kiss loved it very happy mm, moving circle <laughs> for the stars uh we're going to touch on it uh, when we get to monday's games but Maya wilson shooting 92 percent uh we said we really hope she's having a good year and uh three almost three rounds in three games in She's having a stunner. What are you made of Maya this season? I'm so impressed with Maya. Uh, the confidence just to turn and look at the post is is huge. And she's a confident player, so someone who needs to get her eye in early and back herself to put the shots up from wherever she is in the circle. And it's so nice to see her little shot chart at the end of the match. You get to see all the X's and O's and where she's shooting and how accurate they are. So nice to see the whole circle filled with beautiful green O's. Um, she's just killing it. You know, putting up 44 shots in that game. Uh, against Edna Makati, who's over the ball like, you know, got a dog on heat, really. She just is all arms and legs. And Maya just crushed it, you know, didn't look phased. Um, playing like a boss, which is how she likes to describe herself. It's kind of like her tick word. Uh, so, yeah, long may that last because Maya Wilson, you know, that fourth shooter spot for uh, the World Cup for Silver Ferns is up for grabs. And I'm glad to see her putting her name up and saying, hey, mate, I'm still here. It's me. Oh, 100%. And Irina Makaira, definitely no easy feat to do that against. Did you know that she is the oldest player in the Premiership this is she? year? With her young legs you, you <laughs> and, her, and her rough gut attitude, like she's just got there trying to cement her spot. She's been around a long she time. Has. She has, but you would never guess just off the naked eye watching the game. Yep. I mean, she's hungry. Uh, we will uh, continue to talk about stars as we creep down the week, but I thought we'd touch on uh, game one for the Steel. Uh, it wasn't the best weekend for the Steel. Uh, they came up against the uh, reigning champions, the Pulse. Uh, the Pulse walked away with a 20-goal win. Convincing for you, Storm? Very convincing. And I think I'll get into the Steel later when we get down to their second game, and I'll just focus on the Pulse for now because there's a whole lot to unpack with the Steel. It's kind of the elephant in the room that we don't want to talk about, but we're going to have to talk about. Uh, but the Pulse, again, great to see a few people I want to individually pull out. Kelly Jury, um, you know, she did what she does best. She knows her strengths. She knows her games, what works for her. She's got her arms up and the steel midquarters just didn't adjust. And she got all these deflections, all these tips, and it just caused absolute havoc for the steel attacking end. So great to see her doing what she knows works for her. But Amelia Wormsley, I want to talk about oh her again. Goodness. 42 shots at 93%. You know, she had similar numbers in round one. This chick's what, 19? I thought I was very young being born in 2002. <laughs> when I found out that she was born in 2004, my word. We, we talk about the sky's the limit. I know. And she's just come such a long way. I'm looking forward to talking to Yvette McCall's and Jury a little bit later because I want to know what she's been doing with Amelia because she just seems to have matured so much in such a short amount of time. Um, and look, you know, she's got some stronger teams to come up against, some stronger defensive units where I think she will really be tested. But at the moment, man, oh man, I'm excited about this girl. She's she's killing it. 100%. And uh, her partner in that shooting circle, captain, uh, co-captain Tiana mm. Matsuro, a natural leader, still playing with that uh, cool, calm nature. She fed the ball really well. Are you still uh, impressed with Tiana? How do you think she's going to go this year in a World Cup year? 
we saw her grace the black dress uh, a few times over the last two years. Do you think this year is hers? It could be. Like that goal attack spot is still really, really hard for me at the moment. Um, when we get down to my team of the week, my favourite segment of Cine Pass. <laughs> um, I she just, rips her hair out. I just find goal attack so hard to pick. But Tiana's definitely putting her hand up. And, you know, we talk about Amelia Wormsley being so great and so confident. But you have to also give credit to Tiana that she's allowing Amelia to do that, bringing her into the game really well, while still, you know, putting up a decent amount of her own shots, sharing the load and kind of bossing that attack end. So, yeah, no, I've been really impressed with Tiana so far. Yeah, really uh, excited to talk to a vet, Michaels and Jury, about uh, the Red Hot Pulse as they've started this season. Now, uh, speaking of Red Hot, I know I am wearing uh, red and black uh, shirts today, (laughs) but I was sporting the Mystics Blue on Sunday when uh, we saw what we said at the start of the season was going to be our predicted grand final between the Mystics and the Tactics. They went head-to-head for the first time, and the Mystics got uh, got it done, 54-45 of the Tactics. Early days for this uh, brand new tactics team, but they looked quite good uh, despite having uh, that loss. It was tied up in the, at the end of the first quarter. What did you make of that game? I think the nine-goal win that the Mystics got, amazing, incredible, but don't look at it as a nine-goal win. I think that very easily could have been a one-goal win or it could have gone the other way because Jane Watson and Karen Berger once again were just on fire. It was a real defensive game. I mean, Sulu and Phoenix down the uh, Mystics defensive end were also on fire, so it was a really fun game for me to watch. There's actually a replay of it right now on the screen just to the right of my eyesight, and it's really distracting me. I they just knew want to watch it. Here. <laughs> Um, but I think I was just getting frustrated for Coach Mary Delaney Hoshek of the Tactics with their attacking end. Something's just not quite clicking there, and that's fine this early in the season. I think Laura Malcolm, their English import, just hasn't quite figured out how to work alongside Kimura Poi, isn't quite feeding the circle properly. But on top of that, you know, Tobias Abirikit and Aaliyah Dunn just need to turn and shoot. Like, I, we caught it on this match, actually, on the broadcast. Mitz, uh, Marianne on the sideline dropped an F-bomb. Mm. Loud and clear on Coach Cam. Yes. We love Coach Cam. She's just frustrated, and um, I would be too. Aaliyah Dunn shot at 83%, and whilst that's not horrific, we are used to seeing her in the 90s. And last week, I think I laughed about her being an 89%. Yes. 83 is just not quite good enough, and not at a stat that we've seen her at ever. So they just need to sort out what's going on in that attacking end and just, they will get better. The Mystics, amazing. Are they going to get much better? I don't know. That's the question I had for you was <laughs> I, I, there is a little bit of concern from my camp uh, putting my uh, glasses aside, my one-eyed glasses, of course, <laughs> for the Mystics. My worry is for this matchup going forward, the tactics have a lot of room to get better and they know that and they can easily do it. We've seen it over the last two rounds. The Mystics have come out firing uh, every cylinder. Maybe their midcourt hasn't been living up to the expectation that I personally had on them, but if if your midcourt is with the makeup of Peter Toyava, Taylor Earl, who got the match MVP and Michaela Sokolic Beetson, how bad can that midcourt be? You know, realistically. You've got high standards there. I do have high standards, (laughs) but I'm just, I am a little bit uh, worried for the Mystics' sake that the tactics are. Uh, secretly climbing up the ranks to be that team to beat. I'd just say that's the only thing I really took from that, if you stripped it all back from that game, sorry, and had to take away a point. It'd just be that, yes, I totally agree with you. The tactics have got room to grow, and they will. The more time they have under their belts and that are taking in, they will grow. The Mystics, we've seen what we they can do. We know what they can do, and they're just going to continue to do that. And that's all fine, because at the moment, they're untouchable. So it could be totally fine. But yes, I don't blame you for just being a little bit nervous that some of these other teams, in particular the tactics, are going to get better as the season goes on.
I'm really looking forward to see how that uh, rivalry uh, carries on. I know Marianne wouldn't have forgot the uh, grand final two years ago, and she will definitely be looking for her revenge. Going on to Monday night now, and uh, nothing nothing really special happened. Oh, it was uh, Stars Steel, and Stars scored 74 goals, and the Steel scored 40. Uh, in the process, Maya Wilson got her career high of 59 goals. We talked about her uh, shooting 92%. She said, uh, watch me do even better come Monday and uh, smash her own record. I mean, I, I would ask you what you made of that, but I think you're already going to know. But uh, I'll ask it anyway. What uh, did you make of that? Honestly, I wrote my notes. I was going, Stars with Steel, 74-14. Maya Wilson, MVP, 59 goals from 61, 97%. My first bullet point, speechless. I just don't know what to say because half of me hated that game. And half of me loved that game. Kind of got to half time and I was thinking, this is great, still, our stars are on a roll, they look amazing, I love to see it. And then I just got really sad. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, that's how a blowout usually goes. That's oh, one or two ways. Gosh. You either enjoy it because yeah. one team is thriving. Yes. Or there seems to be that lack of competition. Steele uh, took two big losses yeah. over the weekend. Tough uh, for them. I actually went on breakfast this morning and spoke with uh, Izzy and Kempe and I sort of realised how big of a loss a goal shoot is in uh, today's ANZ Premiership. Not just today's, and ac- across since the Premiership started up, but that loss of George Fisher, I mean, I can't go past it. It just seems to have added this uh, enormous pressure on Georgia Heffernan and that young uh, steel shooting circle to go out there and do a job. They're feeding the ball slow, but they're making sure they get it there. For our steel fans and listeners out there, is there any positives you can take away? Look, uh, (laughs) I'm not sure about positives I can take away from that weekend. I've gone straight into the, okay, what do we need to action now? What do they need to do? How can they fix this? My second point after writing speechless was find a goal shoot. I think Netball New Zealand need to step up and say this competition needs to be competitive. It needs to be better. The attacking end they have out there right now could be an NNL team, you know? Yes. Um, And I mean that with no disrespect to the likes of Jess Allen and and Avari Christie who – uh, comes on at wing attack, you know, they're trying different things, but they're just not going to be able to stand up against these incredible defensive circles we have across the country. So I'd be doing what I could to find an import goal shoot. They can still do that, the steel. They have an import slot, and I think Netball New Zealand should be helping them for the good of the competition. My second point was Chuck Sam Winders back at wing D. I don't think the wing attack is working with this particular shooting circle. It may have been great with George Fisher. She's not there anymore. Develop Ivara Christie at wing attack mm. and put Sam Winders back to where she's a game winner and I just think that that's maybe they've tried this it's not working for them go back to what each individual player is good at and if you're going to develop a a player somewhere and attack in that attacking end I think it has to be Christy at wing attack it definitely does and one of the greatest things I ever learnt was from Solo Fitzpatrick and every position you'd hear a yell what's next right and you can break that down but it's as simple as it is what's next turn the page start again so Steel fans out there uh, definitely hold tight it is quarter past eight here on SENZ when we return from a quick break we're going to head down to the coach's corner and catch up with a vet 20 minutes past eight here on SCNZ listening to Centre Pass myself Kieran Bingham and the wonderful Storm Purvis this week for coach's corner we're going down we're taking a trip to the reigning champions and on the line joining us now we have the Pulse head coach Yvette McCall's and jury Yvette kia ora get to pee here quick kia ora pai pee here quick Oh, no, no, we're going good. We're pushing all the way through a bit. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, big weekend uh, for your pulse. Uh, just before we riff into that, how have you found the start of the season so far? 
it's been good to start. It felt like the pre-season went on forever. So definitely been good to start. Um, yeah, look, our performances have been patchy and lacked some consistency. But, um, yeah, there's lots of potential, and that's what I'm excited about and more excited that we've got points on the board. So that's that's good. But, yeah, it's been, it's been varied. I think round one's often like that, and things start to settle um, once everybody's been on court and everybody's played each other and you start to get some patterns. So awesome to get going. There's been some, you know, some really tight games and some big blowouts. But, um, yeah, such a sport, right? Yeah, we've been talking about that, event in the start of the season. And pre-season, we were talking about how the competition was going to be so close and all the teams look so even. And then your team go and put 20 points on the steel. Uh, so you say it's been patchy. Uh, what do you mean by that? Because from what, what we're seeing, you guys are looking pretty good. Yeah, I think for me the challenge has been just that consistency in what we're delivering. So some weeks I'm finding IR tap lines working really well and then defensively we struggle and then the next week we have a, you know had some good progress defensively. And But I guess, look, you're never happy as a coach. Uh, every game you finish and you think, oh, well that could be better, couldn't it? So you go away and you work on it, but I'm really excited about the potential. I've been excited about um, seeing Maddie and Whitney play together and we haven't had that combination um, for some time. I think that Amelia and Tiana have really started to grow into their combination and and equally to see uh, Famu, who hasn't had a huge amount of game time over previous seasons, start to settle in. And it's, it is only game two, and I have to keep remembering that. So, yeah, look, the challenges will keep on coming. I've got a huge amount of respect for all the teams and what their potential is. And I know Steele's been hit really hard with some massive injuries that have created all sorts of havoc for them. But there's, you know, one thing about that team is they don't stay down for long. Yep, no, you're not wrong there. They are known to be resilient, so we hope that they uh, figure it out. But we are here to talk about your team, Yvette, mm. The Pulse. I'm glad you brought up both Maddie and Whitney, but also Amelia Wormsley. We have just been blown away by mm. her performances <laughs> to start the season. Uh, I wanted to ask you personally, because I've, I've kind of known Amelia and, and played alongside her when she's been up here in Auckland and played against her. The growth in her maturity on court and the way she sort of handles herself and the physicality and her confidence to put the ball up. Can you tell me where that's come from? What have you done with her in such a short amount of time to give her that much growth? Yeah, look, I think she she has a lot of that herself. She's a confident young person and and often... And I think about her background, she's lived, you know, her dad's uh, been a professional athlete, so she's lived around an environment that's been about performance. But what I've really been impressed with is what S&C has done. And, and through that, I mean, look, I looked last year and you wouldn't really officially say, and she'd say to herself that she was doing a gym program. It didn't quite look that way. But her growth in terms of, no, I know where I want to get to, tell me what I need to do. Um, and her willingness to do the work has been impressive. I do think the time in in and out and getting regular court time and then getting time in a performance environment with the pulse has helped. And uh, look, when we signed, we uh, I'd said to her our ultimate goal. Um, she came on and wasn't starting line. I was clear about that. But the ultimate goal was to be the number one starting goal shoot for the New Zealand under-21s at the next World Cup. And so... Uh, this year was about getting some game time and increasing the minutes because last year, I think, gosh, it was probably only about three minutes total um, on court. So, look, she's been, yeah, she's been impressive. We always know that there's a bit of a honeymoon period and that things change. And so we want to just keep the game simple for her but keep evolving her um, ability to move and create points of difference. 
Love it. Love to hear that. And her combination with Tiana, um, we can't, you know, talk mm. about that shooting circle without bringing Tiana up because she's obviously doing a mountain of work to help bring Amelia into the game. What's that combination like? You know, obviously, I don't need to ask who runs the show because I'm guessing it's Tiana, but how's that combination <laughs> building? Yeah, look, I, I think what I always respect about Tiana is she's got a, a real good ability to see space. She makes decisions really quickly. She's got a good long pass, but equally she can use herself to, you know, draw players off. So I think she's really smart. And what she's evolved and developed is her ability to have a greater range, a long range shot. So if needed and, you know, your goal shooter will often get double team. She's got the ability to put the ball away. And I've been really impressed with her development and her shot. So she's just, yeah, she's young. She uh, doesn't fear a lot. And that's similar to Amelia. They don't really fear a huge amount. Um and with that comes some flow. So, you know, I, I think there's a whole lot more work in them and, and more that they can do. But so far, they're finding that combination and that link successfully. Yvette, on average, uh, the youngest team uh, in this ANZ Premiership competition. But obviously, being the defending champs, was there ever a message around that before you guys started up as a group saying, hey, there's no pressure here, let's just go out? Or has it been uh, Yvette going, I'm, I'm here for all my titles, let's go out and, and <laughs> kick some butt? What's the story? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. look, every team starts the season and we're no different. We want to be in the grand final and we're really bold about that. Um, but I think for us that we knew even last season we just we weren't consistent enough and that's been a, a really big goal along with creating some connections that work. So for me it's about looking at the strengths of what each individual brings into the environment and then working a plan that fits for them as much as it's about what are the opposition going to do to us. In fact, uh, yeah, I find if we can be a whole lot better with what we do, uh, we get half the ball. It's meant to be a draw anyway, regardless. So if we can just be a whole lot more efficient with the ball we, we get, I think we can play a brand of netball that's both entertaining and something that we can be proud of. So, yeah, we want to be in the grand final. Uh, we often feel the pressure of that, but I'd kind of just say to them look that was in the past and we know how hard the work was and it was week in week out and so we go back to work and start again. Love to hear it. Hey on sort of combinations and connections Yvette you're obviously uh, balancing or sorry how do you balance where to put Maddie Gordon and Whitney because we obviously saw mm. Whitney Sooners in at centre for the Silver Ferns you've gone back to putting her at wing attack and Maddie at centre. How much of the mm. fact it, it's a World Cup year and, and the Silver Ferns does that sort of influence your decision making there and, and how are you deciding yeah. where to put who? Yeah, absolutely. We started the other way around. So in pre-season, we played uh, Maddie at wing attack and Whitney at centre. And Maddie had been a wing attack. It was in 2020. Um, she played there. And so we thought, right, we'll go back to that. That's where they'd both been playing, as you said, for the Ferns. And I just felt they were just one position out from their best. And we came back from pre-season. And I'd, and I'd made that decision with them early in the contracting phase to say, look, I'm happy to support this. We came back and I said to them, oh, I just don't feel like it's quite you at your best. And they agreed that they were willing to give it a go. Um, again, had conversations with uh, Nolene to say this is what we're wanting to do and why uh, was there the support. And, and for her, that expression that, look, you can see skill regardless of where it's at. So off we went and, and we're heading down that path. But what I do know is at any stage I can make that change and I think they can, you know, both settle in really quickly. But just trying at the moment to consolidate what I think is where they're at their best.
a, ve- a very, very versatile Pulse team this year. I'm really looking forward to see. Uh, I know you're not happy right now, but I trust me, I know you will be uh, in a few rounds when things start firing on your level. Uh, taking on the Stars this Sunday at Pullman Arena. We're really looking forward to seeing you in action. Thank you so much for your time tonight. Tēnā rāua to koe, and we will catch up very, very soon. Namahi. Kia ora kōrua. Thank you. Thanks, Yvette. Yvette uh, McCalls and Jerry there of the reigning champion Pulse team. Uh, Storm, we are going to take a break and I can see you sweating now because you know that around the corner it is time for your team of the week. Uh, After your team of the week, we are going to be catching up with Stars midquarter Mila Riolu Buchanan and then we're going to hone in and have a little focus on the tactics as I just didn't get it all off my chest. We'll be back after this. Just gone past half past eight here on SENZ Centre Pass in focus and uh, that's not the time that you're looking for. It is time for uh, Storm's performance of the week, the team of the week. Uh, every week we go through Storm starting seven and uh, what did we what did we deem? And did we deem an MVP or a captain? Look, if you want to call it the captain, that's fine. But yes. clarifying yes. that it's just who I think was the awesome. best player of the week. I think we stick with yeah. captain. Cool. But uh, keynote out there. It is the not most necessarily the leader. Player. No, just the best no, player just of the week. The, uh, like a fantasy, if you want someone double points, yeah, stick a captain on them. That's the one. Uh, which end of the court would you like to start it off? Um, go shoot end. It's the like it's nice. the traditionalist in me. I have to do it that way. The other way just feels weird. So we'll go with go shoot. And possibly, no surprise, the way I was talking about her earlier in the show, it is stars. Go shoot Maya Wilson. Brilliant. How can you fault her? Uh, I mean, I, it helps that she played two games over the weekend, so we got to see her dominate twice. But um, 97%, 91%, or whatever it was, unreal, both, you know, uh, 50 goals-ish, or over, record-breaking, just sublime. I could go on with superlatives, <laughs> but I'll stop. It's Maya Wilson. Pairing with Maya on that shooting circle, who are you going with? Like I goal said attack, earlier, this is your toughie. it's so hard at the moment, goal attack. Um, but I've gone with Tiana Matoto again. And again, I'll say this. It's not because she was the ultimate standout have to pick her. It was more like process of elimination. kind of Who played the best. And, you know, 13 from 15, solid under the post. Like I said, she's really bringing Amelia Wormsley into the game. And, yeah, she's just doing her job. Personally, can't fault you there. I mean, yeah. like we said, it's it's very tough going round. So any goal attacks listening out there, if you <laughs> want to cement your spot in Storm's performance of the week. Well, actually, the other hard thing is um, the Mystics are using both Fildavui and Monica Faulkner sharing their load. The Stars are using Jamie Hume Amorangi sharing the load. They're swapping Amelia Ann and Bailey around. So that comes down to it too. So I've got to keep that in mind for next week. Anyway, mm. I'm thinking out loud right now, so yes, yes, we are. This is just our one-hour therapy netball session. Yeah. Uh, feeding them at wing attack, who are you liking this week? I've gone Gina Cramden. Uh, yes. She had one turnover in the Steel game. Miss consistent. Oh, unbelievable, considering she fed the ball like 50 times. So she's touching the ball literally every third pass for an hour and throws it away once. That's unbelievable. And only two in the Magic game. So, yeah, I just, she's so reliable and um, love her for that. As always, uh, mm. locking it all together in centre. Who you got this week? Another tough one mm-hmm. for me. Centre's the other position. I'm kind of just struggling to really nut down. But I've gone with Taylor Earl of your Mystics. Uh, she had an MVP performance against the Tactics. She had two games. I really enjoy her defensive game and how that's lifted uh, for a centre player. And look, another one who's just, you know, solid without being spectacular, but did her job. And yeah, that's all I have to say about that. The woman who runs a marathon every game, uh, Taylor Earl, <laughs> uh, pairing, wrapping up the midcourt, Wing D. 
Yeah, I've gone again. I think this is the second week in a row for Michaela Sokolich. Mickey Socks. Mickey Socks. I mean, you can't not love this girl. She's just fun to watch and she gives it her absolute all. Um, And I talked about the defensive unit in their game against the tactics that was just on fire. And I think we forget that the wing defence position is such a key part of that. You know, Phoenix, Karaka, Sulu, Fitzpatrick, they can't go out for balls and, you know, get the specky intercepts if the work's not being done out the front. And that's a huge credit to Taylor and, and Mickey for doing that. Wonderful. I'm really looking forward to these ones. Your specialist uh, <laughs> positions. Uh, let's start it off with Goldie. It's Karen Berger again. Yes. Man. Yes. I said Miss Consistent before, yeah. but I may have to start tossing that up if Karen keeps going the way she's going. You just can't, uh, f- not falter. I guess you can falter. She's playing 60 minutes of netball, but you just know if she's on court, she's going to go for the ball. You know, you're not safe with Karen kind of moving around the court like that. You don't know where she's going to come from. She slid across to wing D2 and did an amazing job on Peter Toyava as well. Um, and also, I'm, I'm big for a player that can play both sides of the game on attack and defence. She led that game for second phase receives off the centre pass. She had 10 of them. So that means she's being heavily involved in the tactics attacking game plan as well. And as a goal defence, like I played there, that's hard, man. Mm. You want to use that time when your team's attacking to catch <laughs> your breath back and, and yeah. think about what's next on defence. But she ain't got time for that. She's been heavily involved in their attacking unit. So I take my hat off to her. Uh, another epic performance. I love it. And uh, we are very thankful to have producer Ben back in the house and uh, his <laughs> favourite position, the goal keep spot. Storm, uh, are you going to... Pump up his tyres with his favourite player of all time, or have you gone different? He had a bone to pick with me because I picked Jane Watson last week. Yes. He's like, no, Kelly Drury, I can't believe it. And I've gone and done it again. But I haven't... <laughs> yeah, I know! Play the music! <laughs> and it's not even it's not even Jane Watson again. I've gone with Ali Timu. Fantastic. Again, I think because they played two games and she played amazingly in both, six games gains against the Magic, nine against the Steel... We talked about it, the freedom for her to go out and, and get hunting for ball, which I was worried she wasn't going to be able to do this year without Anna Harrison in, in uh, partnership with her in the circle. But she's doing it anyway, really warmed up into round two, and I'm looking forward to seeing how uh, the rest of the season pans out for this young girl and playing her 50th game, so oh, that's pretty cool too. I was going to say, uh, it might just be me, but there's no better way to celebrate your 50th oh. premiership game uh, by being in Storm's performance of the week. I got Storm- benched in my 50th. I Did remember you? it was against Maria Tutaye. Uh, she was too tired back then yes. and she absolutely bossed me and I got benched my whole family came down to Dunedin to watch it so that's my memory good on you Ellie for not doing that oh well we'll just remember <laughs> your 100 which yeah. was last year uh, still moving on uh, your captain which is obviously the player who played the best this week in the ANZ Premiership where are you looking mm, really tough one between two stars players um, but I've actually gone Maya Wilson I just think it's hard to stand out as a goal shooter at the moment. Yeah, exactly. You got Grace Nwicky in there who's bossing it every week, but Maya was sublime. She's my captain. Fantastic. That wraps up another week of Storm's uh, Team of the Week, Storm Starting Seven, with a captain, captain being Maya Wilson. We will tally these up, and at the end of the season, we will have our own little Stormies, I think I'll call them, like the Oscars, mm-hmm. uh, but the Stormies. Uh, coming up after the break, we will catch up with Stars midquarter Mila Ryulu Buchanan, and then we're going to go uh, deep into the tactics. It is 40 minutes past eight. Coming up quarter to nine here on SENZ, you're listening to Centre Pass. Myself, Kieran Bingham, alongside Storm Purvis. And uh, Storm, this week when I asked our great friends at Vertical Logistics, which are your freight and logistics specialists, I said, I know they've played two games this week, but can we... 
please uh, speak to a Northern star. And they said, well, who else would be up this late at night, uh, 8.44, then Mila Riulu Buchanan. Mila, kia ora. <laughs> kia ora, how are you? We're very good. Thank you very much for joining us. I think I will start on that. Two games this weekend. Uh, how's the body feeling? Mm. Yeah, no, um, surprisingly it's feeling pretty good. I mean, obviously the two games this weekend, but also three games in seven days. So... Um, it's definitely been a massive week for us, um, but a successful one. You kind of want to get, hey, Mila, it's me, Storm. You kind of want to get Hi, three Storm. games <laughs> in seven days out of the way early, though, right? So you can't really be complaining too much about that. Have you got another sort of storm week like that coming up this season? Look, I don't think um, we have three in seven days, but we definitely have, you know, some back-to-back games coming up. I think, like, I, honestly... It's been quite hectic. Like, I can't believe we're already in the season. And the season will be done before we know it because of how um, short the season is with the World Cup. So, yeah, it's going to be hectic um, few months. A hectic start, but obviously a very good one. Uh, Two amazing wins over the weekend. Uh, I think you surprised a few people with your performances as a team. Uh, Lots of talk about the tactics and the mystics, but you kind of put your hands up and said, hey, don't forget about us. We're pretty bloody good too. What have you put your strong start down to? Yeah, definitely. Look, um, I think, you know, we're we're kind of used to being underdogs, to be honest. Um, but if anything, that just adds lots of fuel to our fire. And I think we just kind of focus on us. We go about our business. Um, and look, we obviously lost to the tactics, but I thought I came out of that game actually feeling pretty positive because we um, there were a lot of great things that came out of that. And we definitely showed it within the last two games. Um, and we showed it back to back and we could show that we can um, perform consistently for 60 minutes. So, yeah, really, really proud of the girls. I want to talk about the attacking end in particular because we have been talking about mm-hmm. Maya all show. Uh, three great mm-hmm. performances from her, putting up more than 50 goals, record-breaking actually on Monday yeah. night. But also playing alongside uh, Gina Crampton, you guys sort of seem to share the load with your feeding and you, you're definitely gelling better as, as the yeah. season's going on. Talk to me about that attacking end and what you love about it with the Stars. Oh, honestly, obviously, credit to Mai. She has definitely um, stepped up a whole other level. Um, and it's just a, it's a luxury for me to be able to feed her in that, in that shooting circle. But, yeah, working alongside G, and I've said this before, but I have to give a lot of credit to her because I feel like she you know, she has helped me grow my, my whole game as an individual. So really lucky to play off her. And I think it, playing with her, I, just, I can read the game. I know where to go. I know when not to go. And I feel like it's... Um, it definitely shows. So obviously we're into our third round and there's heaps more to come, but I'm really looking forward to continuing to grow that combination with her. Uh, Mila, the combination's been growing over the past few seasons, and I think uh, just this, Mm. if we focus on this weekend, uh, 140 goals over two games, with the likes of Maya, Amorangi, Jamie in that uh, shooting circle making you and Gina's life a hell of a lot easier, do you sometimes feel like you slip into a flow state or, or it just gets to cruise control? Yeah, that's a good question, actually, because um, especially in the steel game, and look, absolutely no disrespect to them, but we, we were up by quite a lot, and it's it's hard to kind of continue to maintain that and really be in the game when you're when you're up by quite a lot of goals. So I think for us as a team, our goal was to stay in it all the way. We didn't want to 
put our foot off the pedal even though we were winning. Um, so that's definitely something that we want to continue on. But I guess, um, you know, we've got the pulse this weekend and it's not going to be as easy, I don't think. They've got a very strong defensive um, combination as we know it. So um, it'll be interesting to see how we, um, I guess, recover from that final when we played them last year. So, look, we're really, really excited about that game um, on Sunday. Grand final rematch. We're excited for mm. it too. It is against the Pulse, but it is up at uh, Pullman Arena. But obviously, uh, Pulse being one of your old teams, uh, and you're a Wellington girl, mm. you're from Porirua, you know, your hub, oh, not your hubby yet, am. your fiance uh, down there as well. But I just think mm. of you and I think of the stars. Is, does the stars feel like home to you at the moment? Do you see yourself staying there long term? Uh, really tough question, I guess, knowing not knowing what the future brings. Mm. But yeah, what, what's your plans there, Mila? Yeah, look, um, definitely with the culture we've created within the stars, it's, it's made me feel, Auckland has made, they've made Auckland feel like home. Um, but, you know, the reality is um, my whole life, well, pretty much most of my life is in Wellington and Porirua um, with Duke's dad and the dogs and everyone else. So I know that there will come, come a time where I will come back to Wellington um, and I'm not sure when that is. I, you know, my mind always changes. But look, I, I love the stars. And I think for me, my focus is winning a grand final because I've been in the boat t- twice. One with you, Stormy, when we um, played in Porirua, actually. Um, so I think my focus is to win that title and we'll just see where we go from there. Mila, I know uh, a lot of stars whānau out there will hope that you will uh, stay for the foreseeable future. You guys are so close to to claiming that chip. Thank you so much for joining us tonight on the program. We are really, really looking forward to seeing uh, how you guys and the stars keep progressing throughout the season because it's a very, very exciting team. Yes, definitely. Thank you so much for having me. And I just want to quickly say hi to my dad. He's listening on the radio as we speak. So, hi, Dad. Oh, cute. Thanks, Mies. That's awesome. (laughs) That's what it's all about, isn't it? Thank you so much, Mila. Mila Yuli Buchanan there from the Stars. Oh, wasn't that lovely still? Oh, bless Saying her. hello to her dad. Yeah. Hello. Hello, Dad, if you're out there listening to us. Uh, that was uh, a fantastic chat with the Stars mid-quarter. Thanks to Vertical Logistics, proud partners of the Northern Stars in leading the way in personalising your freight services. Storm, I told you uh, we touched on it before at the start of the show, Mystics Tactics. Mm. We sort of spoke about there was a worry uh, that the Mystics had almost hit their peak and the Tactics are the team with the room to grow. And, of course, we are here uh, talking tactics thanks to Trident Homes designed for living, built for life. Uh, those those work-ons for the Tactics, I mean, we talk about the defensive circle. You can't really go wrong, can you? Karen Berger returning, Jane Watson returning. Uh, they did lose to the Mystics uh, for a Grace Wiki shooting clinic, but she only did shoot... 88%. I mean, it's this. I know, I know, I know. I know. Only at I, know. 88%. I was going to say, we, we brought up before <laughs> Alia Dunn shooting only 83%. But that's the standard that these two teams have set, isn't it? Yep. And especially those two shooters. But it's, it's looking pretty positive, would you say, for that defensive circle of the tactics, holding Grace to 88%? Yeah, for sure. I'd still consider 88% like a win for Grace over a win for um, the tactics defence. But if you look at the gains they got, they, they actually really got a lot of ball and they kept the tactics in it and, and got them back to it. They were leading at different stages of the game and I'm really enjoying the inclusion of Greer Sinclair in that wing defence. She's come down from the stars um, and I think that little unit's doing really well 
And if you're the coach of the Mystic uh, Tactics, sorry, Marianne Delaney Hoshik is not going to be too worried about a defensive end. I don't think mm. she's going to be telling them to do extra work or they need to pick up their game. The concern for me is their shooting end. Um, and yes, Aaliyah done at 83%. That's a little more of a concern because she's used to being over 90s like Grace. And 83 is obviously at that bottom end of the kind of okay range. Um, but it was also the fact that she wasn't confident to go to the post. She kept passing the ball out. She wouldn't turn and look and, and put it up like we've seen her do in the past. And I just, I'd love to know what was, what is going through her head, why that was the case in this game in particular, whether it was the great defence from um, the Mystics defensive unit or whether she's just not quite clicking with that attacking end at the tactics so far. So that's what we mean when we say they've got room to grow because she mm. is new in that attacking end and they've got a whole season to kind of sort it out and we know that they're going to get defensive ball. So it's not cause for concern just yet. Um, and if anything, it's scary for the other teams that they're going to get better. Yeah. It is a very, very interesting shooting circle. Obviously, Alia Dunn is new, uh, coming from the cool and calm duo of yourself that Tiana Maturo had at the Pulse last year. But another player who is cool and calm <laughs> is actually Tapia Salvi Rickard. And when you when you sort of break it down, I know they don't have similar play styles, but in terms of characteristics, they're pl- pretty similar uh, people on the court. Do you think that plays a part in, in those uh, little room room to grow, I guess yeah. we'd say, in that, that shooting end. You're right in saying that they're similar people, but they are similar playing styles too. They both have back, uh, basketball backgrounds. They both sort of hold late and the ball goes and they let the ball sort of do the work before they move into it. And at the moment, whether that style is just kind of running on top of each other and they haven't quite figured out who's dominating the base, who's rolling the top, who's popping forward and when, those things take time. Um, and they're of similar stature. They take up similar space in the circle and it's just going to take them a while to kind of figure out how they work alongside each other so like we keep saying so much room to grow and I hope it happens quickly but at the moment the thing I'd be focusing on is the fact that they're not turning and looking at the post turn and shoot worry about that stuff later it will come and just quickly just before we wrap up here uh, moving into the midcourt for the tactics very low uh, centre pass conversion rate from either side, the Mystics or the Tactics on the weekend. I think, for me, I can almost put that down to the defensive ends of both teams. But just in terms of that uh, Tactics midcourt, and especially for me, I'm wondering about Laura Malcolm. Uh, how do you think she's settling and what does she need to do? Oh, she's still settling. Just just needs Complete more time. different league, isn't it? A totally well? different league. Playing with Kimi Poi, who's moving into that wing attack position. She's been playing centre for so long. So, you know, she needs the whole midcourt around her to settle. Um, but I think I just want to see her let the ball go you know Tapia golly gosh Tapia and Aaliyah are great in the air they're going to get the ball they're going to pull it down for you just let it go and help build them into the game and that'll build yourself into the game but we got to go easy on them you know she's come over here from the other side of the world never played in this league never played the New Zealand style so we just got to give it time Um, I think she's full of talent she um, has played how many caps for the Roses you know you don't do that without Mm. having the talent and being a (laughs) solid option to be you know a star in this ANZ league so so give it time but for me it's like confidence man just enjoy playing with each other and let the ball go and see what happens oh I'm definitely giving it time and the tactics are for sure a very exciting team we pipped them to be in the grand final at the end of the season 
start of the season despite a loss is looking really good. That was a quick little spotlight on the tactics. Thanks to Trident Homes, proud supporters of the Trident Home tactics. Check out their modern homes plus plans at tridenthomes.nz. Storm, thank you very much for joining me for another week of Centre Pass. It is always a pleasure. It just goes so quickly, doesn't it? We it could be does. here for hours talking netball. It's only round two. And uh, <laughs> speaking of talking netball for hours, SENZ commentary will be back Sunday 4pm, Globox Arena, Hamilton, Magic Mystics. We'll catch you there. Good night.